0: This is Hick at Night. Here's your host, Ryan Hickey.
1: If you will, a one-day Saturday special. It's Ryan Hickey here with you on what is a loaded, busy, chaotic, important college football Saturday. I'm so happy, so excited to be with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. What is really going to be an extended witching hour if you will, steal a Scott Hansen NFL red zone term here for the next five hours. We already had the biggest game of the college football season in the books in Michigan, taking down Ohio State, carving their direct path into the college football playoff. Right now, we have the Iron Bowl going on as Auburn is beating Alabama 14-10 two minutes ago before halftime. We got a good one up in the Pac-12, Washington. Washington State right now locked in at 7. Some big ones that night. I am so excited. On the final regular season, of the 2023 college football season. To be with you here, Ryan Hickey on CBS Sports Radio. Let's break it all down. It's going to be a five-hour college football-filled Saturday show. And let's start, obviously, with the biggest game, not only of the day, the biggest game of the season. Ohio State does beat Michigan 30-24. to My biggest takeaway from that game is this. I am more disappointed with how Ohio State played than I am impressed With Michigan uh, beating Ohio State for the third straight time. Here is why. Because Ohio State under Ryan Day is soft. That is a fact. Ohio State under Ryan Day now the last three years against Michigan is flat out soft. He could talk about Ohio tough all he wants. He can scold Lou Holtz in a post-game interview on the field two months ago like he did after Ohio State beat Notre Dame and call these kids a you know tough group and say that it's Ohio against the world and talk about the T-word. Say the T-word, tough, a lot. But when push comes to shove, when it really mattered, when that word tough, you actually needed to show it, not against Notre Dame, not against Penn State, but on Saturday in the big house, Ohio State flopped. They fell short. They lost on Saturday because they were the softer team. That is why. Michigan didn't out-scheme them. The Wolverines don't have more talent than the Buckeyes. Michigan is going to beat you, and they are not afraid. And I give Michigan a lot of credit for this, the last three years. But they do not dress anything up or leave anything to surprise. They tell you how they're going to beat you and then do it. You know going to any game you play against the Wolverines, they are going to run the ball down your throat, play great defense, and try to make this a game of who is the tougher team. And guess what? 99 out of 100 times, really since 2021, they have come out, the Wolverines that is, on top. So if you're Ohio State going to this game, a game you hear everybody in Ohio talk about, 365, 24-7. You know if you're Ryan Day losing in 2021, losing again in 2022, that come 2023, when your team goes into the big house to try to beat Michigan for the first time since 2019, you know the biggest key is not the turnover battle, is not, oh, which quarterback's going to make more plays or who's going to be the more creative play caller. It is going to come down to the simple fact of who is the tougher team. And for three years in a row, but especially this year, the answer and the team that has done that has won the game, and it's been Michigan. And that's why, if you are Ryan Day, Ohio State, I am more disappointed in them than I am impressed with Michigan because I don't think it's that hard to get ready for. You know what's coming. Again, Michigan has telegraphed what they're going to do and how they're going to win with, by the way, interim head coach Sharon Moore, which. I think is a little overblown in terms of the impact of not having Jim Harbaugh on the sidelines. I really don't think during the game it actually makes that much of an impact, Um, especially since Jim Harbaugh's there during the week. But nonetheless, Harbaugh's not there on the sidelines. You know if you're Ryan Day, why you lost the last two years. And now in a game where, or in a season, where a chance to win a championship is on the line, where your season is most likely over if you lose, you go into Michigan, and once again, for the third straight year, get out-toughed, get pushed around, and when it matters most in the fourth quarter, flat-out bullied. Flat-out bullied. And there's no excuse for it. How I just don't understand, watching this game, how you cannot be prepared for it. How you cannot build your roster to get tougher on the offensive line. Get better interior line depth. Just have it be a, a flat-out culture builder for your team. And that's why I think when you watch Ohio State lose again for the third straight year, that's what it comes down to. And that's why it's disappointing. If you're a Buckeye fan, but just even just watching this game in college, uh, as a college football fan in general, you know what's coming and still can't stop it. There is nothing more frustrating as a fan in general than watching your team, knowing what's coming, and still watching the other team just (laughs) pound away. And if you're an Ohio State fan, that's what you saw on the final Saturday in November for the third consecutive year. It's a pattern. And now, too, again, it's a pattern that you know it's coming, you know what to expect, and still can't change it. This game we just saw on Saturday, again, Michigan beating Ohio State, not only for the third straight year, But this is also a situation where now for the 22nd straight time of these two teams in Ohio State and Michigan meeting, the team that has led in rushing yards has won the game. 22 straight years. And again, if you want to equate rushing yards to toughness, you absolutely can do that. Which offensive line is going to set the tone? Which running back is going to lower the boom and continue to uh, to churn out tough yards? And which defensive line is going to say, oh, no, 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 no. You're not running on us. We are dictating this game. 22 straight years. The team with more rushing yards has won this game. And that has continued with Michigan outgaining Ohio State yet again. But you can boil that all down for me to one simple word. Toughness. Michigan has it, Ohio State doesn't. The Buckeyes are absolutely soft under Ryan Day. You saw it again on Saturday, total rushing yards for the Wolverines in this game. And by the way, a year that they're still really good running the ball, don't get me wrong, but they are nowhere near as good running the ball this year as I thought they were last year and even two years ago. But still in this game, 156 rushing yards on the ground for the Wolverines to just 107. And again, when it really gets, what really is disappointing is this game was in the balance for a while. 17-17 in the second half. And to Michigan's credit, When it came time, when it came down to, okay, you know what? Hey, this game's up in the air. What are we going to do best? Let's get back to identity. They ran the ball and pounded it down Ohio State's throat, and there was nothing the Buckeyes could do. 124 of the 156 total rushing yards for the Michigan came in the second half. So when you really need it, right, in that second half, when the game is in the balance, and we're talking about a one-score game for most of the game, Michigan leaned on its identity and they did what they do best for really this last three years be tough and impose their will. And for the third straight year, Ohio State had nothing of a counterpunch, no answer whatsoever. And we really defined it, we really kind of showed that in just one series. If you can encapsulate the last three years of Michigan dominance against Ohio State and put that just in one drive. That was the fourth quarter drive Michigan had to really ice the game. Ohio State comes down, scores a touchdown of to Marvin Harrison Jr. 27-24, eight minutes to go. Oh, baby, do we got ourselves a ball game in Ann Arbor. And just when we got excited, just when we're sitting down on the edge of our seat, maybe get a little popcorn that's ready now for the final stretch here of the biggest game of the college football season, Number two versus number three, a three-point game, eight minutes to go. Holy smokes, let's go. Michigan just took all the air out of the balloon. 13 play, 56-yard drive. That took up seven of the eight remaining minutes of the game and just suffocated Ohio State, suffocated them. Ten of the 13 plays on that drive, running plays. They leaned into their identity. They told you what was coming. And when it came down to being tough, making a play, getting a stop, Ohio State, like they did in 2022, and like they did in 2021, failed to stop the run, failed to get a stop, and failed to be tough. Failed to be tough. It is a real problem now if you are an Ohio State fan when it comes to, right now, your problem against Michigan, this team is flat out not tough. They are soft. And forget about just beating Michigan. You need a tough team in general to win a college football playoff. You want to win a national title. It is not just about the air raid offense or throwing the ball around the yard. You need to get those tough yards, and you need to stop teams from getting those tough yards as well on the other side of the ball defensively And Ohio State has come up short yet again in the biggest game of the season. Toughness starts with the head coach in both recruiting and also in terms of setting a culture for your team. And now three years in a row, we saw Ohio State get out-toughed, out-manned, out-physicaled against Michigan, and they have no way of stopping it. I am way more disappointed in Ohio State than I am impressed with Michigan after this game, in part because Michigan has told you for three years what they're going to do, and for three straight years. But especially this year, with Michigan's rushing attack, not as dominant as it was last year, with J.J. McCarthy limited and really did not use his legs whatsoever, and really didn't even pass the ball. He had an unbelievable touchdown pass to Roman Wilson earlier in the first half that I still don't know how he fitted between two Buckeyes and got in a the tightest window I've maybe ever seen a quarterback throw a ball to. Really, other than that throw, he didn't do much to really carve up Ohio State. Last year, he torched him with his arm. And it was both the rushing uh, attack and the passing game in the shoe that helped Michigan beat Ohio State for the second straight year. This year, it really was just a one-option attack running the ball with the running backs. That was it. So even though Ohio State knew what was coming, 95% of the time, still couldn't stop it. That tells you all you need to know about Ohio State and why they continue to lose to Michigan now for the third year in a row. So 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. It is Ryan Hickey here with you on this last Saturday of the college football regular season, talking and starting today's show off with the Michigan-Ohio State game. Obviously, the Wolverines beating the Buckeyes. For now, the third straight year, they went 30-24. Michigan going to the Big Ten title game. And now, I mean, they're not going to lose to Iowa. They are going to the college football playoff. We'll talk later in the show about where they should be ranked. I think Because I think no matter what happens next week in the SEC, I think Michigan should be the number one seed going to the college football playoff. I'll explain that a little bit later on and what my rankings will be. But were you more disappointed in Ohio State and their effort? Were you more impressed without Jim Harbaugh, with a banged-up quarterback, without really a passing attack as well? Were you more impressed with Michigan beating Ohio State for the third time at home and now going to 12-0 on the season? 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. If you can't call, you can tweet. I'm there on Twitter at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. Not only we going to be talking that big game, we were talking all college football because we got ourselves a great Saturday. Right now, Alabama clinging to a 17-14 lead over Auburn just before halftime uh, at Jordan-Hare, which, by the way, I don't got to tell you this, crazy stuff tends to happen at Jordan-Hare. So that's definitely going to be a game worth keeping an eye on in the second half, in the Pac-12 number four Washington, looking to go to 12 and 0, I would say it's a it's a must win for the Huskies as they play the Apple Cup against Washington State right now. That game is tied at seven with Washington State holding the ball right now. About eight and a half minutes to go. The the Cougars are at eh, midfield or so, but still eight and a half minutes to go before halftime in that game. Those are really the two big games right now in terms of college football playoff implication that are going on in this 3.30 p.m. Eastern slot. You have Arizona all over Arizona State before the half, but Arizona Wildcats, a great season under Jetfish, but they are not in the Pac-12 title game race, nor are they in the, um, really, cultural world playoff race. That's the big one here that we're focusing on. So still a lot of chaoticness going on in college football, and I'm here with you for the next four and a half hours or so to break it all down. So 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. We more impressive, Michigan, disappointed with Ohio State as the Wolverines do beat the Buckeyes now for the third straight year. When we return on the show, it's been floated out, it's been discussed, it's been rumored, and I'm sure some fans, some Ohio State fans, are calling for it right now. Should Ryan Day be fired? Should Ryan Day really be fired from Ohio State after fielding a soft team? And now for the third straight year, losing the biggest game on Ohio State's schedule. I'll give you my answer when we do return. It is Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio.
0: This is Hickey Night. Here's your host, Ryan Hickey.
1: It's Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio, reacting right now to the fallout of Michigan, Ohio State. And really focusing right now, at least early on, on the Buckeyes perspective of them really being soft under Ryan Day. And for three straight years, getting out physical, as the biggest reason why Michigan has won the last three games in this contest. And why Michigan now, barring the unthinkable in Iowa, actually scoring points and pulling off the, uh, the upset next week, which will guarantee not happen. Michigan is going back to the college football playoff for the third straight year now. But from Ohio State's perspective, the loss is frustrating. It's unacceptable. And it's on Ryan Day. It absolutely starts with Ryan Day because of how soft this team is. With that said, there is no way, no way, Ohio State can fire Ryan Day. For the simple fact of this, beating Michigan is absolutely important. I get it. But what's most important, what's even more important than beating Michigan, is winning a national title. And Ryan Day Despite the fact that he can't get over this Michigan hurdle, puts Ohio State in a position each and every year to win a national championship. You don't have to beat Michigan in order to be in the college football playoff. We saw that last year, and now we're going to see that going forward with the 12-team college football playoff expansion coming in 2024. It's a massive game. I am not sitting here understating the importance of the Ohio State Michigan rivalry. I would argue, and most would agree, it is the biggest rivalry in all of college football. I'm not trying to downplay it or say that it's not important. It's very important. I understand that. But I think even more important than that game is winning national championships. Like, if I asked any Ohio State fan right now, would you rather beat Michigan and not win a national championship or lose to Michigan but still make the playoff and then win a national title that same year? I don't want to hear any fan say they'd rather beat Michigan and not win a national title versus losing to the Wolverines and then still winning a national championship this year. National championships are still more important than beating the Wolverines. And again, Ryan Day now sitting there at 56-7, and making three college football playoff appearances in five years, making a national championship game in 2020 being a missed field goal away last year from going back to the national championship game. They would have beat TCU easily. They would, they should have won the national title last year. Maybe some clock management late in that game to make the field goal a little bit more difficult than it should have been against Georgia, but they pushed the best team in the country the way no one else has done really since Alabama beat Georgia in the SEC title game back in 2021. No one has really come close to Georgia besides Ohio State last year in the college football playoff semifinal. So Ryan Day's a really damn good coach. Can he beat Michigan right now? No. He cannot. Does that mean he should be fired? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You're an absolute fool right now. If you're sitting there saying Ryan Day should be fired, he sucks, terrible coach, anyone but him. Who are you getting that is going to do better than post a 56-7 and record Get you to the playoff three times. Get you to a, a national title game one time. Should have been twice. And constantly, constantly put this team in a position to where they are competing for a national championship each and every year. You're not finding anyone else. So you can be upset all you want right now today. But Ohio State, there is no way they should fire Ryan Day. No way they will. Fire Ryan Day. He is still a really, really damn good coach. And what we are seeing now going forward here with the expanded playoff, you don't have to beat Michigan in order to still win a national championship. And if you're Ohio State, you have to value national championships more than beating your arch rival. National championships are more important than beating Michigan. That is why you keep Ryan Day on your sidelines and don't even think about firing him. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. It is Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. We are reacting, though, to Michigan beating Ohio State now for the third straight year. They have the easy now path into the college football playoff. And will be the first team to punch their ticket into uh into that playoff here. I mean, unofficially, they got to beat Iowa next week, but come on, they're going to beat them. So Michigan is in. Right now, one team down. Three teams to go between this week and next week to figure out who right now is competing for a national title. But I'm curious your thoughts here at 855-212-4227. Are you more impressed right now with Michigan or more disappointed with Ohio State after the Wolverines do beat the Buckeyes for the third straight year? Let's go right to the source here. Bill is calling from Michigan. What's up, Bill?
0: Hey, how you doing? Any Any Ohio State fan that wants to get rid of Ryan Day, I'm a Michigan fan. Like you said, next year it's a 12-team playoff. He's a great. He's a good coach. He's got a lot of talent. He's a good coach. It all changes next year. And Michigan played well. And everyone who wants to point out that Michigan cheated, we didn't cheat today, and we won. Go blue, go Big Ten. And have a blessed holiday season. Bill,
1: Bill, one quick question before you go. How are we celebrating tonight? You beat your arch, Rob, the third straight time. This has been, obviously, a very testy season for you. How are we celebrating tonight?
0: This, one, this one's bittersweet because Ooh. everyone, the last two weeks, last two years, everyone said, oh, you cheated. You cheated. We didn't cheat today, and we won. And we got a nice, solid win. Not great, but we won without a head coach on the field. Go Blue and go Big Ten. Wow. All right, Bill.
1: I appreciate the call, buddy. honestly, he's he's more subdued than I would be. Let me tell you this. If I was a Michigan fan today, oh my goodness, I would be running my mouth constantly. I would be buying drinks for everybody. I mean, I definitely, I'll tell you, I would not be going to sleep tonight. That is for sure. Ann Arbor is going to be, it's already bouncing off the walls, um, and I would definitely not be as subdued as Bill... Uh, sounds, at least right now, calling from Michigan, being a big Michigan fan himself. John is calling from San Diego. What's up, John? Hey,
0: Ryan. Thank you for taking my call. Appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for making it, man. Um, I just want to dive into Harbaugh and the culture. You know, and you've you've tapped into it. There's just a toughness that he brings to every single program that he coaches. Uh, He coached at USD, which was, you know, a lot of people may or may not know, and you know, it was a big deal, kind of turned their whole program around. They got, you know, they weren't going to, you know, they're not a premier program, so it didn't make a big difference. The University of San Diego is a small private school, but it started, and I kind of started tapping into like who he was and what he was all about. And when you have a father who is a coach and you have a brother who is a coach and you've, you've kind of figured out how to build culture. It's just, it's hard to replace that it really is it's hard it's hard to replicate it's hard to replace and if you look in the nfl the coaches that build that tough culture you know not you know look at the detroit lions for example they just have a culture of like blue collar toughness it's hard to beat that when you when you put that with talent with some speed it's a winning combination and you know you you've pretty much laid it out any i mean if Ohio State blew, you know, day out like they blew Co- Cooper out back in the 90s. That'd be insane. Absolutely insane. So I just wanted to say that, that winning culture, that tough culture, I'm I'm really stoked on it. I like to see it. This new breed of coaches that are coming in, that they, these coaches that look like golfers and <laughs> hipsters, they're driving me nuts. And they're not the, – the next one that wins a championship will be the first one. You know what I'm saying? guessing you're not a Mike McDaniel fan, huh, John? I don't, it's not that I'm not a fan. I think it's an interesting – it's almost like they're – it's almost like a carnival act. It's like – it's a big thing. Like, I, I was on a football field with John Cooper, right? Mm-hmm. And I was playing high school football. He came out to recruit our quarterback at the time. This was in Arizona. And I remember looking at Cooper and being like, dude, I've seen that guy on TV. It just was otherworldly. I mean, it's just you're looking at this guy. He may as well be 12 feet tall, and it's a dream to play for. He was coaching at Arizona State at the time, right? And it's just a dream to play for somebody like that. Now, I'm thinking from a from a linebacking perspective. I'm out there, you know. I'm I'm getting, you know, it's tough. It's a tough position, right? Or oh, any yeah. position besides quarterback. You're, you're taking blows. You're taking. You kind of want to look at your coach and go. I know that you've been here. And when I look at like, you know, you know what I'm saying. When I look at those other coaches, it just, it just is tough. When I look at Harbaugh, not a likable guy. And I don't think he's trying to win a popularity contest, but man, he's got a square jaw. He's sticking it. Like I believe that he really, if it came down to it and it's like, look, we're going to wrestle, you go wrestle the other coach. My money's on Harbaugh to win the wrestling match every time. That's how intense he is. Well, John, I would agree with you there.
1: There is, I mean, I got to think off the top of my head here. There is not many, if any, coaches right now that I would take uh, over Jim Harbaugh. Like, if we got down to, they said, all right, screw overtime. (laughs) Two coaches, midfield, let's wrestle it out. The winner gets to win this game. I don't know if there's really anyone right off the top of my head I would take over Jim Harbaugh. I appreciate the call, John, but I'm glad you bring up that point because it does kind of lead me to another point here and lead back to why why Ohio state should not fire Ryan day. You mentioned before it took Jim Harbaugh five years, right? To, to finally beat Ohio state 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019. 045. could not beat Ohio state. And what happened? He finally leaned into his identity. He realized I'm not going to beat Ohio state at their game. Speed talent passing attack, you know, getting fast and athletic guys on the outside. Jim Harbaugh, and his credit, realized we at Michigan are not going to beat Ohio State at their own game. So they are going smaller and faster. What we're going to do is bigger and stronger. And that's why the last three years you've seen now this rivalry flip on its head where now Michigan is dominating a rivalry that was controlled for almost two decades by Ohio State previously is because really Michigan found their identity under Jim Harbaugh physicality, running the ball down your throat, playing great defense, just being a tough team. And they have leaned into that into the max. And that is why this rivalry is flipped. And that's also, I think for me, part of the reason why if you're Ohio State, you can't fire Ryan Day. Is he struggling right now? Absolutely. Does it look hopeless at times? Yes. Is it infuriating that you're watching your team get the ball stuffed down their throat? Three straight years, I'm sure. Absolutely. But that's how Michigan fans felt a decade ago, just about. Jim Harbaugh couldn't figure it out. Jim Harbaugh had basically was one step from getting fired. Found his identity, it clicked, better late than never, and now that rivalry has flipped. Look, all it takes is one year. All it takes is one tweak, one game. With how much intensity this is, all of a sudden now put doubt in Michigan's mind of, oh, have we been figured out? And now we got to readjust what we've been doing? if Ohio State wins next year, you can't fire Ryan Day because right now, if you're Ohio State, it's not like he can't beat Michigan. He's done it once already. It's been a rough patch, absolutely. But just look on the other sideline and realize, well, Michigan wrote it out. Harbaugh was 0-5 before figuring it out. Now, if you're Ohio State, I'm sure you don't want to you know, have Day lose five games in a row, but you get my point. It just takes one year to flip it around, and that's why I think firing Ryan Day, even considering firing Ryan Day right now for you, Ohio State, is foolish. It's absolutely foolish. So 855-212-4227, 855-212-4227, at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number threes where you can find me on Twitter. Let's continue to talk about right now the fallout from Michigan, Ohio State. Is Ryan Day actually on the hot seat? Guy beats everybody except for Michigan. Is that enough to warn him being fired as the Buckeyes head coach? 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. Also, when we return here, let's talk with a coach on the other side of the field. Sharon Moore. Not only did a tremendous job in this game, if you are right now a college football program with a head coach opening, you better be getting on your phones now, today, and dialing Moore's agent because you need him on your sidelines. I'll explain why when we do return. It is Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. It is, though, a very, very busy day in the world of college football. A lot of important games right now going on as we speak. So get you updated on everything in, in the world, not only of college football, but in the world of sports. Here she is, the great Erica Hersquitz.
0: This is Hick at Night. Here's your host, Ryan Hickey.
1: I am Ryan Hickey. The voice you just heard before mine was the voice of Michigan interim head coach. Which I guess we can drop now because technically Jim Harbaugh's suspension is over. But at least five hours ago, or really two hours ago when this was first recorded on Fox Sports, uh, that was a voice of Michigan interim head coach Sharon Moore, who was talking to Fox after the game after a big emotional win And you heard him right there talk about it's all about the players, all about the players. And that's part of the reason why I think this guy's going to be a great head coach and why, if you are right now a team with an opening, if you are Texas A&M, if you are Mississippi State, if you are even right now a team that's, "Eh, do I want to keep our head coach? Am I on the border? Yes or no of, of bringing him back in 2024. This is a guy that has been everybody's radar and any team right now with a current opening or a soon to be opening needs to try to put a call in to Sharon Moore's agent and bring him in to be your next head coach. He is tremendous. It's been a very small sample size. He's only been a head coach at Michigan for four games over two different stints. But in those four games, he's done nothing but impress. He just beat Ohio State. And look at on the other side with Ryan Day, how hard it is right now for him to beat Michigan. It's no easy task to come in on a game day and fill the shoes in a heated rivalry and win. But that's exactly what Moore did in this game. He's 1-0 against Ohio State. Went on the road two weeks ago and beat Penn State. So he has two top, I think at the time they were 11 when they played, two top 11 victories right now on the season as head coach. This team plays well. They were not distracted. Right, I mean, You look at so far how they've played, especially in these two big games, Ohio State and Penn State, the one thing you can absolutely say is they have – not let what's going around with their head coach impact them on the field. Jim Harbaugh deserves a lot of credit for that. The players themselves deserve a lot of credit for that, for staying focused and locked in. But also Moore himself deserves credit when he's been in the head coaching role of keeping things business as usual and having the ship continue to run at an efficient level without Jim Harbaugh being there. I think right now, again, if you are a team trying to get back on top, trying to get back in the mix here, and especially want to hire an offensive-minded head coach, which I do think is still the way, even in college football, which more is more like a CEO role, but still I think important to have an offensive voice and an offensive mind leading the way. This is the guy. And the reason why you got to call him now, the reason why it's not worth waiting, and you got to beat everyone to the punch, is not to beat other programs, right? It's not if you're Mississippi State, let's just say, that you want to beat Texas A&M, And get him before they could put a call in. It's you got to get him before Michigan decides they want to keep him. Meaning, I don't think Jim Harbaugh is back next year at Michigan. I do not. I think he's either going to the NFL. Or he's going to either be suspended for the entire 2024 season. Or Michigan might be forced to fire him. Depending on more evidence that comes out from the cheating scandal. Like this is not going away. The end of the Jim Harbaugh three-game suspension for cheating is not the end of this investigation or this scandal. There is still a lot more that's going to come out. The NCAA is continuing their investigation. This is long from over. This is not one of those where now it's in the rearview mirror where we can focus on football again. Michigan this offseason is going to have a lot of scrutiny, a lot of questions to answer, and it seems like right now with the way this NCAA investigation is going, a lot more incriminating details are going to come out. And he reports from Bruce Feldman, very reputable college football insider um, at Fox. Pete Thamel has echoed similar sentiments at ESPN as well. It does not appear Jim Harbaugh, even if he's back at Michigan next year, is actually going to be coaching. Like he could be suspended for all of 2024. So if you are Michigan right now, bare minimum, you got to anticipate Jim Harbaugh either trying to go back to the NFL for real this time or him not being on the sidelines for a large part, if not all, of next season. If you're Michigan, you got to do whatever you can right now to keep Sharon Moore on your sidelines to have him continue to replace Jim Harbaugh and maybe even replace Jim Harbaugh on a full-time basis if he does leave for the NFL. So that's why if you're another team, I think before blank really hits the fan with this investigation, before Jim Harbaugh makes up his mind of whether he wants to stay at Michigan or go to the NFL, make your move, make your pitch now so you can get out ahead and maybe try to convince Sherron Moore to come to your school before Michigan can make a strong pitch to keep him at their school. But Moore has been, like, it cannot be overstated how impressive he has been in this role. He's done a tremendous job. He's won two big-time games over top 11 opponents, one on the road, and he has Michigan... Despite the fact that Jim Harbaugh has missed half the season with two different suspensions, he, along with the rest of the coaching staff, has Michigan right now in the college football playoff. So 855 212 We are reacting still to what has been a big game, uh, Michigan taking down Ohio State. Jeff is calling from North Carolina with thoughts on that game. What's up, Jeff?
2: Hey, Ryan. How are you doing this evening? Thanks for the call. Let me in.
1: Thanks for making it, man. What's on your mind?
2: Hey, a minute ago, before the last break, you were going to break. You were getting ready to make a mistake. I'm trying to stop you from doing it. You're getting ready to say that Michigan should be ranked number one. Yes. Going into the BCS. um,
1: Why shouldn't they be, in your opinion?
2: Well, the Big Ten's not played nobody all year, basically. The biggest win out of conference is what? Notre Dame? Three lost Notre Dame. And one in seven all-time BCS since 2015 when Ohio State won you going to make the same mistake. You're going to go in there and steamroll by the SEC again. Well, I mean, doesn't it, it is and Jeff, it is.
1: it's a year-by-year year basis, right? Like you, we base our opinions based on what we see this season, right? Isn't that mostly what we can say? So who you play, exactly. how you look, who you beat, right, shouldn't that determine our thinking each and every year?
2: Yeah, like I said, and okay. who the Big Ten played this year? The, the whole Big Ten West is under. 500 except for Iowa. Right, which who plays is a Penn ranked State, team. they got to 31 but, but you gotta, sooner or later, you got to beat teams outside the Big Ten. To be, well, what about know. this,
1: Jeff? Michigan's resume right now, as we sit here at 5.50 p.m. Eastern on November 25th, they have a win over number 11, Penn State, on the road, and right. now number 2, Ohio State. They have two top 11 wins currently. What other team in the country has that right now? Who has Penn State beat to be 11? A good team. Name a good team. Who is beat? Ole Miss beaten to be number nine when they played Georgia last week, Jeff? Or two they weeks beat ago? Tennessee. Is, is Tennessee a good team? Who's better, Tennessee or right, Iowa? They're in the top 20. Who's, who's better, about, Tennessee uh, or
2: Iowa? Oh, Tennessee by far. By, by I, far. Iowa can't score 15 points a game.
1: But Iowa's defense was is elite, ten, and Iowa's a, a top 17 team in the country.
2: Right? Iowa's I defense got beat. 31 nothing against Penn State, who can't throw the ball 10 yards down the field. Tennessee's Alabama offense can't play defense.
1: well against any decent opponent. They got housed by Missouri, housed by Georgia. Who? They got housed by Florida, Jeff. Tennessee stinks. Okay. Well, Mississippi's not going to be there. It's going to be Georgia or Alabama. Right, and Penn State's not going to be there either. But the resume is the resume. On the schedule, when you play number 11 so Penn, you, State you play, road, play Penn State on the road, that is an impressive victory. State. When you play number two Ohio State at home and you beat them, you're, how can you sit there and say that's not impressive? No one else has that resume that right now Michigan has.
2: Uh, Who, has Who has it? Who has a better resume, Jeff? Washington, Washington actually. Washington does. You want to go resume? Washington's beat Oregon. Oregon State. Washington, they're getting ready to beat Washington State. They beat Utah. They're, all those are better than any team that. I mean, Michigan beat Ohio State. That's a good. That's a good win. There's two good teams. But do you really think they're second, third in the country without
1: beating anybody all year? And don't say Penn State. Penn State. No, you can say Penn State because Penn State is a top 15 team. Like, what do you want me to do? If teams are so much better than Penn State, how come no one is beating them?
2: Why is no
1: one else beating Penn State, Jeff? And this is not about how good Penn State is. But the point is, like, you can't sit here, and I appreciate the call. You can't sit here and say that Michigan's resume is not good. It is. And so if you beat the crap, and they have, to their credit, every single game they have played really outside of Maryland, But everyone, I think, in college football is allowed one kind of do-over or free pass, if you will. Every single game Michigan has played, they have blown out their opponents. Blown them out of the water. They play a top 11 team in Penn State on the road without their head coach. Then just beat number two Ohio State at home. For how impressive Georgia's been, who has Georgia beat? Ole Miss? Tennessee? Neither of them are close to the ranking right now though, of anything Michigan has. Washington had, I thought, the most impressive would up until two hours ago when they beat number six Oregon at home. Now, if they beat Oregon again next week in the Pac 12 title game, now we're talking about Oregon, uh, excuse me, Washington's resume being the best in college football. But right now, they got a dogfight. They are locked up 14 14 halftime at home against Washington State. They got a game. Right now, they got to worry about first before they even get to next week. But no one's resume right now is better than Michigan's, which is why next week they should be the number one team in the country. We'll give you my rankings here a little bit later on. We do got some big games. Alabama up 20-14 to over Auburn. Again, I just said it before. Washington, Washington State deadlocked at 14. Those are important games because when we return here, is Ohio State still alive for the college world playoff? I'll explain why the answer is yes next. It's Ryan Hickey on CBS Sports Radio.